0: I wonder if next week we we all come up with a story, whether it's pacer related or or the four of us related for uh, the five hundredth show, mm. and just you know something that you've you know remember from from the past
1: eight sure. and a half years. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's or I'll, to, I'll or, put it in Slack. That makes sense, but we could also do it as an indie five hundred themed show. Mm. Which so I don't what know would that at, look like? at all how that would work. Yeah.
0: Um, We just talk in really fast bits that don't complete. We just say every
1: Uh, 10th word really fast. (laughs) uh, And then I will role play as um, the snake (laughs) pit. Just take your shirt off and start screaming. (laughs) Yes.
0: It makes for a great radio. Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so, uh, just prepare to,
0: uh...
1: It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all yeah, motherfuckers yeah, m- don't watch us play throughout the year, to yeah, tell you the truth. Wee. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get yeah, fine.
0: got my
1: sweet with on! That train is off the track.
2: I feel like you, you can't
0: just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is mm-hmm.
1: more dogs and bears. This <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in Unbeatable Goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 499. Uh, coming to from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss the quarter season awards for the Pacers. This, uh, this sample size is big enough. We, we've had 20 plus games into our belt. We know what we got. We know what we're looking at here. Uh, joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from the birthplace of Dave Chappelle, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor. Jason Triplett.
2: What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Who am I giving a shout out to this week? Shout out uh, to my sister. Why not? Yeah. Giving her a shout out in a while. Hopefully, she survived the uh, snowstorm in
1: New York. The nor'easter. Yep. Shout out, Aaron. Uh, from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson.
0: What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, it is Thirsty Thursday. It is the uh, long dark days of February in a pandemic, so drink up. Um, two real quick shout outs uh, Seku Smith, uh, mm-hmm. who is uh, uh, a longtime NBA. Uh, beat writer who uh, wrote for the Annapolis Star for for many years um, and uh, always always kept me up to date when I was growing up and uh, by all accounts like the just most genuine nicest guy on the beat and uh, I think he worked for Atlanta as well Um, so uh, he passed away at a way too uh, early age. just the other day, so shout-out. And then, uh, on a a lighter note, the things in these dark days that uh, uh, make me happy, to Miles Turner, who, uh, this far into the season, is still blocking more shots than five NBA teams per game. Mm. So, shout-out, Miles Turner. You know, after a few games, that was cute. It was like a novel stat. 20 games in, he's still... Averaging more blocks
1: than five NBA teams, so shout out. Shout out. We might have to make him a franchise here pretty soon. I don't know how that works, but uh, he could get promoted.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Relegate Um, the
1: Pistons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we get further into the show, I'd like to remind you, you can support us uh, at patreon.com slash um, our support comes from you, the listener, and as little as a dollar a month um, can help us, and um, at the higher levels, uh, you can get access to our Slack community, uh, where you can chat us up during the games and um, watch Colson break down in real time instead of listening <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah, by the time you see me or hear me, I suppose, um, I've usually gone through you know some level of recovery yeah yeah the real time breakdown is much more interesting
1: yeah and uh and friend of the show charlie is is always dropping uh, something in the crazy stats channel there's uh, just uh, a plethora of uh, wild things that he's uh, digging out for us so shout out to him uh, but again patreon.com slash undebeatables was um, where you can go to support us. We do have um, one of our awards to hand out. I think the, under, the uh, as I've called them, the the underbeat Awards. We'll just make everybody else a winner. All right, team. We are 20 plus games into the season, and at the end of the season, we do our our uh, uh, underbeat Awards, which go to uh, well, whoever we want, but. Uh, For the Pacers, um, we want to talk about uh, sort of where the standings are for the for the different categories Um, so far this season. Twenty games, you know, it's not uh, it's not the full thing, but we we had enough games to look at to um, you know. I don't know how shocked we're going to be by anybody after this uh, point of the season. Um, You know, not that it doesn't happen. T.J. Warren last year was you know was great during the year and, and then
0: he went like, supernova
1: <laughs> then in the bubble. It, yeah, <laughs> then he, he, he went nuclear in the bubble. Um, um, Alright, so the first category, um, rookie of the year. Um, our rookie just got sent to the um, the D-League, G-League uh, bubble. So, he, he gets that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cassius Stanley, this guy. Anybody else uh, in in the running for that? I mean, you could almost make uh, you know an
0: argument for Karis LeVert because he'd be a rookie mm-hmm. on our team, mm-hmm. but sure. uh, he's yet to play a game. So, yeah, kind of. Uh, I guess this is going to Cassius Stanley.
1: But he'll he'll get a lot of burn in the bubble, and he looked all right. On uh, you know, he's seen the floor. Uh, he had a couple near. Highlight dunks
0: in the uh, in the been. G in
1: the G bubble is that where he's um, getting the burn? Uh, well, he's got he's seen a, he's seen the floor a little bit in in the NBA in the regular right uh, mostly garbage time, but mm-hmm. uh, a couple almost awesome dunks. <laughs> Would you call it the G bubble?
0: G bubble, <laughs> um, the Gubble.
2: Yeah. So we we. You know, rookies is a loser. We usually do it for like first year players. First year on the, players, on the yeah. Pacers, right? Um, so your other candidates would be uh, Jalen Laku, who I think gets uh, most enthusiastic bench player of the the year so far. He's definitely the bringing the juice. And then uh, Keelan Martin. Um, I'm gonna say Keelan. Uh, is out of the running since uh, the, everybody on the team tried very hard to get him a basket and
0: yeah, couldn't he just, get it he just done. Couldn't
2: get her done. Uh, uh, I'm going with Karis LeVert on this one, personally.
0: Ooh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't seen a minute of play, but we saw him play with the Nets and he dropped 50 this season already, right? So, sure, yeah. Um, I, I do want to say I, I think I saw this somewhere, and, and no one should stat check me. But I think Lecue is leading the team in the PER, based on you know he's only played a certain amount of minutes
1: <laughs> Just with no no minimum qualifier. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. For his uh, his uh, uh, the uh, tough stuff he's done in the minutes he's played, I think leads uh, leads the team in PER. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Lecue then. All right, cool. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> um, I just did a, um, a little bit of research here. Um, the last time I looked, there was not much information, but uh, the, the Gubble, or the, gobble, is the Gubble? Yeah, the yeah. Gubble, yeah. yeah. Gubble. Okay. W- the what, Gubble.
0: What does it have in its pockets? I don't know. Uh, I don't know why.
1: <laughs> the Gubble tips. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what? I I don't know. know. <laughs> For
0: some reason, I felt like Gubble reminded me of Gollum. I don't know. I went into oh, okay. it. Okay.
1: Stop sitting Ignore in the of the Rings links. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, the Mad Ants uh, tip off February 10th, and they so this is wild to me. They have a 15 game regular season and then an 18 playoff. So they just forego the regular season. Essentially, they have a 15 game warm up to the playoffs, mm. and then uh, and then head into the playoffs. So they're uh, Wednesday, February 10th against the Westchester Knicks, uh, mm-hmm. and then they. Uh, March 5th is their last game against Greensboro. Is that, is that how you pronounce Greensboro?
0: Yes. Yeah, Greensboro. it definitely is.
1: Definitely is. And um, I,
0: I'm excited about this because, you know, uh, the uh, Knicks rivalry goes deep with
1: this uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. So. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goes uh, all the way to Westchester. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll they'll be at the, uh, the, the same, you know, the Disney bubble that the uh, – Mm. The team or the, the league did uh, in the last year. So the, it's just uh, so the Le- D gubble uh, the Disney G <laughs> bubble. Uh. So Karis Lavert wins it for rookie of the year.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, I this, think that's this, a- this just yeah. really speaks
1: to the the consistency of the
2: the team, right? Like from last yeah. year to this year, that there's for sure, there. for sure, no new players. Right? But I, my yep. prediction is that by the end of the year. Everything going well. Karis
0: Levert will be back on the basketball floor and we'll
2: seal this up properly.
0: I agree. I'm with you. I like that. Um, so I'm, I'm still giving it to look just because, you know, we're only a third of the way through. But I I, I, I like Fair. your prediction.
1: Um, let's go for defensive player of the year. Oh. Um, I think, uh, I mean... Miles Turner blocks more shots than five. uh, You hear, you heard it here first. Miles Turner blocks more shots than five NBA teams. Uh, Does anybody have a better defensive stat than that? Mm, No, not
0: really. No, no. I, I, you know, I'm concerned that uh, people are overlooking him for Defensive Player of the Year as they often do um he's going to have i guess have to block like 10 shots a game and steal like five steals a game to to get on this list. I think part of the problem right now um is that the Pacers as a defensive team, I think we're you know like around 13 I think in defensive efficiency uh in the league. Uh if we could get that up in the top 5, I think he would be a lock, but as long as we're kind of a, a middling. Now, to to Turner's, um, you know, uh, defense. Huh? Okay, and his defense. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's on the floor, I think we're a top-rated, uh, like, the top-rated defense in the league. But uh, when he's off the floor, we're not very good. Um, so that kind of puts us in a, in a bad position. So we'll see if the voters look at advanced stats. Um, I'm I've been rooting for him to win Defensive Player of the Year for the last couple years. Um, i know he cares about that um he's clearly our best defender he he matters a, a ton um i just hope he gets some credit league wide
2: yeah i mean i don't think he'll be overlooked when you lead the league in blocks people you know yeah. pay attention to to what, you're doing. what he's Especially doing what he's
0: doing per like around the rim right now i think it's better than uh gobert as far as um you know uh, defensive percentages at the rim as well yep yep for so. sure
2: uh he's blocking 11 percent of the shots um <laughs> while he's on the floor, uh <laughs> okay, that seems like a lot, yeah, it seems like a lot and um and his lead in the the blocks for game is not like you know just barely he's over a block per game ahead of the second place uh person, so i I think he's gonna get a fair amount of attention and and you know kudos to him for that i think it's it's well deserved I'm very impressed by his um the way that he came into camp, you know, refocused and um, ready to to embrace this role, right? Especially after being bandied about in trade rumors all off season, right? Um, it could have gone a completely different way. Agreed, <coughs> Roy Hibbert. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's good to see, um, and I hope that he continues to be motivated by whatever you know. If there, if people are giving him slights, like, uh, you know, but whatever. He doesn't do a lot. He doesn't get a lot of rebounds like. Blah, right. Blah, I think blah. that's like his, his main that issue right now, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Like I think I think if he had, you know, 10 rebounds a game, this this thing would be on lock. For um, sure. You know, and, and and Pacers would be have a lot more wins too. <laughs> one could argue.
1: Right, fair enough. All right. So we got consensus there. Um most improved player this one's interesting because we do have so much continuity um, I don't know uh I'm gonna waffle on this one Colson who, who's <laughs> you got and i'm gonna
0: you're gonna uh, waffle without telling me who you're waffling on
1: of course though i need to I need to look good uh, after listening to your to your analysis
0: okay um uh, fair enough uh I'm gonna say uh Jeremy Liam. Uh, he, of course, was injured most of last season. Um, so you could sort of call him comeback player of the year on some level. Uh, he started the, the season on the injured list. Um, I've just been really impressed. Um, either what I perceived of him in year one versus year two, or what he's changed about his game from year one to year two. You know, I mean, I, I made a joke, uh, I think, last episode about how he just Drives into traffic with no plan, um, but he also seems to be buying into um, Björkrin's scheme in a way that I didn't really feel like he'd bought into the team in year one. I felt like he was almost trying to do his own thing in that in his first year with us. And uh, you know, he's sharing the basketball. He's uh, he's playing hard. Um, he's scrapping. He's getting some important rebounds. He's hitting. He's shooting lights out. And um, he seems like a, a guy that's, uh, you know, a really good team player. And I, I, I was just concerned in year one that he was not that. And I, I think I misjudged him. So I'm just going to give him uh, most improved. Hmm.
1: Okay.
2: That's Uh. yeah, interesting. I'm going to go with um, Doug McDermott for this one so far. Um, if you dig into the numbers, he's, he's not actually that much better on a, a per game basis or it, I mean, not per game, but on a per 36 basis, but he's getting, uh, what is it? Six more minutes a game, five more minutes a game, something like that. So he's playing 25 minutes a game. Um, he's scoring 13 points and he's not even shooting the three pointer that well yet. Right. He's shooting 37% from the three-point range. He's a better, much better, he's a career 41% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. His numbers are going to go up, I think. And I've been really impressed by his um, his activity, his, his willingness to attack the basket um, and put his body on the line. Um, his <laughs> defensive numbers don't really reflect it, but I would say he's in. Engaged defensively and and doing some things, Um, he's active. I guess more so than
0: if ending a a defensive uh, possession is with a rebound, he's really shown something. I mean, he's rebounding the heck out of the basketball right now.
2: Yep, yep. Especially uh, for this Pacers team, that right, yeah.
0: (laughs) That doesn't
1: rebound. Struggle
2: exactly. (laughs) I think it's uh, the bar is low on this team, but. Uh so yeah I'm going with him. I don't know. I, I like, like that. I, I like, like that. both of
1: those. Um but for me the it, it, it's uh it, it's Malcolm Brogdon mm. and uh, yeah. I never thought otherwise. Um <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> I like waffles. But I mean he went from, you know, this is his team now. You know, he went mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. you know, this is the first time in that role and and you know every game um he's at least among the leaders for, for uh, the scoring, uh, uh, you know, top scorers, Um, you know, and, and he's number one, you know, many nights. Um, He, he, he doesn't have many games where he's off. He does occasionally, but, um, and he's dynamic enough that he can not only just score. I mean, that's uh, something he's great at, but um, you know, he's great at orchestrating an offense and, and getting the assist numbers and, and, you know, he gets, the rebounds as well. I mean, he's getting six or seven, you know, boards a game a lot of times. So, um, you know, when you're getting that out of your point guard, I mean, you know, that means you got to, that defines a fantastic rebounding team right there. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> something's something's arrived. <laughs> right. But he, he's getting some. Um, but I think um, he's risen to that challenge. You know, Sabonis is, um, I you know, maybe better talent but this is this is Brogdon's team. Um and I think they've both been sort of at the all-star level. But it, Sabonis was there last year and, and sort of, you know, kind of kept his pace, but I think this is a bigger jump for for Brogdon.
0: I agree it's a huge jump. That's uh, it's fantastic. Um, that's why I'm going to make him my MVP. Okay. Um, Spoiler I, alert.
1: I... <laughs> Next topic, six man of the year. <laughs> Or we can do MVP now. No, 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 since, go ahead. Uh, since we're, you no, just I'm got me excited. You got me excited. I was just messing with
0: you. I think, I don't think it's, it, for in my mind, it's not a question. I mean, I think Sabonis has um, been good. Uh, he's been fantastic, in fact. Um, you know, double-double after double-double, he's giving you triple-doubles. Um, uh, you know, on some level, that seemed like, you know, he's taken the next step. But... Rogden went up a level that I wasn't sure he had. Like I thought, if he had taken a step from last year, um, it wouldn't be where this is. I just think he's been brilliant. Um, he's scoring the basketball. He's commanding this team. He, you know, with him on the floor, everything is orchestrated through him. The pace, the every. I mean, he just he commands this team in a way that. When we when we brought him on, I was very excited. I thought he'd be a useful player. Um, he struck me as kind of a combo guard, you know, sort of like a, a taller George Hill sort of guy, you know, a guy that can shoot efficiently, um, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, but he's become the coach on the floor in a really, really profound way, and his imprint is all over this team, and it's for the better. And I think. Um, you know, for me, it's not a question. He's the MVP of this season, and um, we owe a lot to to his the step he's made.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, his PER jump. I mean, he and Sabonis are over twenty uh, PER, which is awesome um, on the year. But um, but you're wrong. I mean, uh, <laughs> Sabonis is our MVP. <laughs> I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we run so much through this guy he's so active his uh joie de basketball is is infectious i think for this team uh he has double doubled in every game that he's played more than whatever it is eight minutes or something like that <laughs> um which is you know leading the league he's he's right up there he's had a couple triple doubles already this year um he's our he's he's a lock for the all-star game Um, Yeah,
0: Where Brogdon is, yeah. A question mark. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. You know, there's a lot of guards and right. And for some reason, yeah, he does fly under the red. He's a little bit scoring wise, a little bit less consistent, I guess. So he's not always up there, but, um, yeah, I mean, what more can you say about Sabonis? Like he's the, the, what we thought was a throw in to the, right. Uh, um, Paul George trade is now our best player, and
1: yeah,
2: uh, going to go to a second trade All Star game. I think, you know, so
1: love it. Yeah, Jason, I agree with you. I think it's it's Sabonis. He's been, <laughs> um, you know, production wise, he's just been he's been there. You know, it's been you know, two years of this now, and, um, and we saw foreshadowed in the season before, but um, you know, he he's really well rounded as a player and. Um, yeah, I think he's I think without him um, We would just We would be a middling team And I think, you know, with him uh, Going out there every night We've got, you know Some aspirations in the playoffs um, You know, we've got to keep him healthy But um, I, I think he's just been fantastic and, and, you know, for for me Brogdon's the runner-up um, But that's the kind of thing that can change You know, maybe even by the end of the season it's a fluid ones. list, is that you are saying? It is a fluid list. Um, that's you know, that's <laughs> why we're doing it so early. But, um, but right now, that's where I am at. Uh, I am with Jason on this one. And what else? Six, six men of the year. We had, we had uh, foreshadowed. Uh, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Um, um, Jeremy Lamb's coming on, and he's looking great. But right now, it, it's too soon. It's uh, even for the the early ones. For me, it's a uh, McBuckets, Buckets, um, he started some games, but uh, he's just been fantastic. Yeah, has he started he's, too many games uh, to,
0: to, to count, Joey? Nope, nope. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, your list. You can do whatever <laughs> you
1: want. It's my list. Um, uh, he, he's been fantastic off the bench, and he's uh, he's doing the other things when he's not hitting his shots uh, or because he's hitting his shots. He's able to do the other things. Um, which are just making him that much more of a effective of a player like i love i just i love it so much when he goes to the hole and he he goes with with uh, you know uh, he goes with some gusto and i like it uh getting in there getting some tip-ins just dunking it like just throwing his body in there I, he he's uh he's been great uh lamb can take this away you know maybe by the end of the season depending on how you know injuries and and other lineup things shake out um you know, that this could change, but uh, but uh, McBuckets is my guy for, for the moment.
0: What do you think, Jason?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you're certainly right. They certainly structure the entire offense of the second unit around McDermott's sort of movement and ability to get uh, draw defenders, basically, um, at the three-point line. I um this one is a tough one this year because you know the Pacers have actually had a fair amount of injuries so people have been in and out of the starting lineup so we haven't really had a consistent um bench unit the one guy that has been consistent um coming off the bench uh is TJ McConnell so that's who mm. that's my guy i mean i think he was my sixth man last year i can't remember i mean he's just the engine of that second unit like he comes in and and brings energy and and effort and uh, can't hit the broadside of the barn from uh, three point range, but re- despite that, is super effective. I think in his minutes on the floor, um, so that's my guy. I
0: I, I I can't agree with you more, uh, Jason. So um, just a little context: uh, McConnell's playing twenty minutes a game right now. Um, he is averaging. Uh, four points, uh, 5.8 assists, 3.2 rebounds. Um, it's the most rebounds he's ever averaged in his career. Um, second most assists in his career, uh, but his second year in the league, when he averaged 6.6 assists, he was starting and played 26 minutes a game. Um, the kind of stuff he's bringing, he's also uh, it's the most steals he's ever averaged in his career with 1.7. Um and I, I did, as I tend to do, I, I did some um, some nerdy lineup stuff. Um, and I was trying to look at lineups that didn't involve um, Victor Oladipo or TJ Warren because you know, Oladipo's gone and, and Warren's gone. So of the most productive five-man units uh, without uh, Oladipo or uh, Warren... Uh, offensively, so basically a plus-minus. It takes, it takes into account how much we score versus how many uh, points we give up on the defense. Um, McConnell is involved in uh, the top five, <laughs> I mean, essentially. Um, Aaron Holiday, uh, Justin Holiday, TJ McConnell, uh, Doug McDerm- McDermott, and Miles Turner lead this list with plus 28 points uh, with the minutes they've been on the floor. Uh, Brogdon and McConnell is the backcourt with Sabonis and Turner in the front court is the number two lineup. Uh, Brogdon, uh, Justin Holiday, TJ McConnell, McDermott, and Sabonis. Um, yeah, he's just and, – and, you know, you've noticed, uh, I think – I don't know, I have, um, how many minutes that, um, you know, Coach Bjorken is playing McConnell with the starting unit or with the starters – um, he sees a lot of minutes in the backcourt with Brogdon. Uh, Coach seems to really trust him, and I think it's bearing out. Um, you know, we've talked a lot of times about how many times does he just go grab an inbounds pass? He just steals the opposite team's uh, inbounds pass and, and scores. Um, he's just pesky. He plays like uh, a coach's son. He plays like he's not owed anything, and it's just it's 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 fun to watch him. But it's also just paying dividends right now.
1: You give some good arguments. He's he's had a fantastic <laughs> – he's been a fantastic addition. Hey,
0: I'm not saying McDermott's bad. I, I just didn't want to give it to him because, you know, Jason no, already right. said he was
1: uh, –
0: what, what what did you give him? Uh, you, we already that. gave him some – most improved, right? We already gave him some stuff.
1: Okay.
0: And and McConnell has been, uh, you know, I think with McDermott, just really impressive. And I'm just surprised um, – you know how imp- just when he's in the lineup, everybody just just play better. They share the ball, basket. You know, they share the basketball better. Um, they play defense harder. It's just, it's just. You know, he inspires the guys on the floor. I think
1: he inspires the fans too. Like he's he's the one that's like when when the bench when he's on the floor when when they're the ones forcing the timeout. He's the one you know asking the, the fans to to bring in the noise even when there's a thousand of them in the building. You know, he's he's still calling for it.
2: He does. Uh, uh, <laughs> he has some some amazing passes, too. Get some good assists. Uh, my favorite uh, came in that Philadelphia game where there was a, a play where uh, uh, Brogdon was dribbling down uh, the middle, uh, like stumbled, like a, t- a sniper came. So he just, like, you know, <laughs> on his own feet. Sure, sure. Lost the ball, and it went through... Uh, a philly defender's legs and mcconnell was under the basket uh but sabonis was right next to him so he just like basically hands the ball to sabonis and sabonis lays it in <laughs> that i thought was his best assist of the year sure
0: <laughs> sure well you know the nice thing about mcconnell on those loose balls he's real close to the floor it's uh faster mm-hmm. for him to get mm-hmm. to it what is he he's yeah, he's, he's sure. our height right like he's well, he's not he's like what five ten
2: uh, he's definitely taller than me. I am a tiny person. I've, he's one.
0: <laughs> is he 6'1"? Okay. Yeah. He looks really small compared to everybody else out on the floor. Yeah. I mean, he is. Everybody yeah. else is giants. So. giant. <laughs> Shout out to the little guy.
1: Yeah. Um, so the last category uh, is uh, Coach of the Year. And I think this <laughs> is our... Uh, all hands for the uh, first review um, for for Coach New Nate or K- Coach Nate Bjorkren or what did you call him, B-Bag? Is that what it was? Oh. <laughs> no, it wasn't even, no, 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 Coach B, not B-Bag. B, okay. B-Bag, I don't know, whatever you – Nate Bjorkren. Um, <laughs> this is uh, uh, his review. So, Coulson, how do you feel like he's done so far?
0: I, I think this has been uh, an incredible, um, you know, first run for Bjorken. I mean, you know, the guy coached in the, the G League for a long time or the D League or whatever it was back then. Um, he's played for championships. It's not his first time coaching a team. Um, he also uh, spent uh, was an assistant on a team that won the NBA finals uh, for the Raptors. So it's not like this is brand new for him. But uh, to step into a new team and the first time as a head coach, um, I think he's done an amazing job. Uh, You know, one of the things that we um, always appreciated about Nate McMillan is that the team was always prepared it always played hard um, and didn't beat itself. You know, we didn't we didn't turn the ball over. We didn't make mistakes. But we also did a bunch of stuff that drove us nuts, which is we played an old style of basketball. We didn't shoot a lot of threes. Um, We noticed that, I mean, you know, it did give us an advantage. We shot a lot of long twos because defenses no longer defended that because it's an inefficient shot. You know, we always were competitive on the glass, but we tended to lose those things. Um, That's still true. Um, But we've on some level done... Nick Bjorken has taken a team of, of consistent guys, quality NBA players that, you know, always exceeded expectation As, as uh, under McMillan. We always won five more games than anybody expected. We always were competing for a home court advantage in the playoffs. And tried to modernize us um, and almost completely switch everything we did before. You know, for example... Um, Taking all those mid-range twos, we're not doing that anymore. Now we're just shooting threes and going to the basket, and we've been able to do that pretty seamlessly in, on offense. In fact, the stuff that he's uh, that Bjorkren's integrated on offense is beautiful to watch. Um, the The movement off ball is is um, it's just a joy to watch. I mean, I just I don't know what else to say. Like, I just get so excited watching just a basketball play. There are so many. Um, screens upon screens upon screens That are fake screens You know Or um, There are um, There are pin downs for screens For guys that aren't going to be open For three more screens That's Where we just we used to go with the first action um, Under McMillan If it didn't happen we were done And, and I just as a fan of the game And the poetry of it The poetry of motion This is just really exciting on you know, as far as the defensive end, I think we've taken a bit of a step back, but we've also kind of changed what we do. so maybe it's not a step back, it's just an evolution. We used to defend the three point line really well. Um, and uh, now we defend the those long twos really well. We defend uh, you know, transition basketball really well. Um, we do a lot of trapping, a lot of gambling, which we didn't do before. It used to be just stay in front of your man. Um, which leads to some breakdowns, and so we get burnt more often, but we also get a lot more turnovers. Um, this is just, it's a huge philosophical overhaul, and the fact that 20 games in, we can see the product on the floor and see that it's actually working and can be something that could, you know, if this if these guys continue to get better at this, this could be a, um, a team that, the battles for home court advantage and, and and maybe second and third round of the playoffs. Um, once we get a team healthy and these guys learn the system, I start. I really can see something here and feel like it's long term. I think this guy is a genius, and I'm really excited for the team.
1: The the word you've been dancing around is dynasty. You can say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: you know it's funny because we we, you know we've talked for a long time about you know can we find a guy that we're willing to commit to and you know we we gave up too early on Carlisle we gave up too early on Vogel you know these guys that end up going to another team and winning a a championship Um, and I don't think McMillan was that guy Um, but maybe Nate is Uh, you know I know it's still early but I'm really excited about what I'm seeing and I hope you guys are too.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, it's it's definitely really fun to watch. And, and to underscore the the impressiveness of of what you just outlined, he did all of this in a season where there was barely an off season. There was no off season. And, essentially, and yeah. we're getting basically zero practice time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so the fact that he has been able to implement this system. And get guys to buy in and have success, um, you know, winning basketball games is a testament um, to his abilities as a communicator, to his genius as a, a, a basketball mind, and to the players as well, I think. I think it takes a special um, a group of guys to be amenable to that, to buy into a system to learn it um, and apply it on the floor that quickly. And I mean, you can see it when you watch the games, they trust him, you know, Mm -hmm. like they go into timeouts and they're like, all right, what do we do? What's next? You know, like, and he is constantly teaching and coaching and um, all of that stuff. When, when guys come off the floor and they're upset about something, he's, you know, just explains to them like, "Uh, no, that you could have done it this way. You could have dumped, you know, whatever, this there whatever it's, you know you get to spend this way you know you can see it happening which is which is really fun to watch I think you know in the NBA it's ultimately going to come down to wins and losses right like right. you can be the, the smartest basketball mind in the in the world and 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 get your guys to play a beautiful brand of basketball if you don't win games and specifically playoff games in the playoffs in the, NB, right. in the NBA you're not going to be long for a coach in this league right so Mm -hmm. um so but but i agree with you i am i am super excited you know i i think that you know coming into this season we were worried to think about where the pacers were going to finish at some level um right now we're sitting in fourth spot um only two games above 500 though right 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 exactly yeah and there are a couple teams that we Assumed would have been in the playoff race that are, excuse me, well below 500 in the Raptors and the Heat, and I think they will um, slowly climb their way back up. So I'm curious what you guys think, um, having seen what you've seen through you know a quarter or so of the season. Uh, is this a f- top four team in the East? Like, is should we expect to be getting home court advantage? Are we going to go higher? <sighs> You know, lower? Or are we going to end up in that play-in tournament thing or whatever? I mean, I think clearly it's we're a playoff team, right? I, I would say.
0: Yeah, I agree
2: with that without a doubt, right? I don't, it, and it seems like in the Eastern Conference, there's the the Sixers, the Nets, and the Celtics. I would say are sort of the the cream of the crop. What about the Bucks? Oh, sorry, yeah, uh, the Bucks.
0: So you got those four teams above us clearly. Who did I say? Oh, the uh, Nets. Nets.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. Sorry, left out the Bucks. Yeah. So those four teams
2: are super good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to be competing with any of them for, you know, that four spot or?
0: Well, for me, it's a it's about health. I mean, I, I think if uh, you know, I think Warren gives us such flexibility. You know, right mm-hmm. now. We're a team that, that is basically, our, our bench is playing pretty well, but most of them are in the starting lineup, right? I mean, it's basically, you know, Sabonis and Brogdon are playing like All-Stars. Uh, you know, Miles Turner's playing like Defensive Player of the Year. Those three guys are so important to what we do. Um, we've got, I think, a really strong bench, but when they have to play in the starting lineup, it, it, it kind of hurts our depth. Warren is one of those players that just scores so effortlessly, and is so long and and, and troublesome on defense that uh, he just makes some of those errors and and margin. he makes the margin of error go away, right? Like he just Mm. makes our lives easier. And if he can come back healthy, um, you know, halfway through the season and and stay healthy, um, even without integrating Karis LeVert, let's just say that, you know, Karis LeVert can't come back this season. I think that makes us competing for that four or five and then in a, in, a, in a playoff series really dangerous. Um, I think the X factor is Karis Levert. You know, what can he bring? What can he provide? How healthy can it he be? Um, if you bring him and Warren back and then our bench becomes, you know, McConnell, McDermott, who we both just you know, talked about endlessly as far as, you know, quarter of the year players. Um you know, an Aaron Holiday, a Justin Holiday, who, you know, I think we both love the Holiday, we all love the Holiday Brothers, and they both have deserve our praise. And then a Lamb, you know, uh, you know, I, I just think you're just talking about a, a wealth of talent. And um, I would put us in the, in the top four if those guys can come back healthy and integrate based on what we're doing right now. Mm. I mean, I just, I just, I think it's really going to be a lot about health because I think you know we're we're integrating these sort of junk defenses or these gimmicky sort of um sort of we'll throw um something at you like a box in one or whatever we're just kind of trying to put the i think one of the you know I think what coach is trying to do is make sure we know how to do that stuff for the playoffs you know I think there are ways that we can surprise people because we we're good at this stuff and we can throw people off and that's what I think the Raptors did um mm-hmm you know, in their run to the, to the finals, So um, I think the sky's the limit for this team. I'm not sure it happens this year, but if everybody can stay healthy and we can bring people back, um, I think we're a top four team in the East.
1: Joey. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to get back to Nate just a little bit. um, Yeah. I mean, I, I I think everything's going really well so far. You're, You're right. Lots and lots of things have changed. Um, he's trying a lot of new stuff. It's been working pretty well, and we've been pretty effective doing it. You know, a lot of times when you're trying new stuff, you, you lose games, and that, that happens. Uh, but the Pacers have been, you know, above average, which has been good. So I see the team sort of in the 3-5 to five, um, slot. Um, I mean, I think some of those teams, you know, you, the I, mean, I think really any of the top four-ish teams, the Pacers can compete with anybody in the East. Hmm. Um, you know, when when the when the Bucks are rolling, it's gonna be hard. When, when Giannis and, and the Bucks are rolling, it's gonna be hard. Um, but I think a lot of it has to, is gonna have to do with health, um, particularly this season with just just a compressed season, um, just giving enough uh, recovery time. Um, you know, just from playing, you know, to, to minimize injuries. Um, so part of it's a roll roll the dice. You know, just because injuries are, are somewhat random. You know, so um, but. Yeah, I mean, with, with the starting lineup and like sort of the ideal starting lineup and the ideal bench shooter, it is a wealth of talent. It's a bunch of good guys um, and, and pretty good experience and, um, you know, some, some room to grow. So, I yeah, I'd say sort of, yeah, three to five-ish, um, but com- compete with anybody. You know, definitely dangerous in the first round of the playoffs, no matter who they get matched up against.
0: I just really want to get out of the first round of the playoffs, Joe. I'm just, I'm just, I, sure. I, I'm just, it's been so many years in a row of not getting out of the first round of the playoffs. And, and of course, the last I, two years that were sweeps was just really painful. I, right. Um, you know, m- all, most of my favorite pacer memories are about playoff runs because um, that's when it matters, right? They're um, not, not playoff sweeps. Mm. Right, right, exactly. And so, um, Next Tuesday if, games in February. Your, <laughs> no, I mean, hey, look, I, look, I, I, you know, I, I love rooting for the guys on a daily basis, but the stuff that's in, in, uh, etched in my mind is not those things. Um, so, um, I, you know, and so that's really what we're building towards, right? You know, if, can this team be a second round team? Can 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 we get that done this year? Um, with all the injuries and the compressed timeline, and uh, you know a new coaching staff, I'd like I want to believe so, and so I'm going to continue to root for it.
2: So I mean, so that's the thing, right? Is
0: you, you got to beat one of those four
2: teams, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I think we match up great against Philly, so I'm ready to go. Let's okay, cool. <laughs> with uh, uh, with Embiid. Only with Embiid. Only it? with right. Embiid. Right, right, right. Stay Otherwise, healthy, buddy. Otherwise, oh we just roll over in the fourth. That's, that's right. how it works. Yeah. Show our belly and. It's right. That's right. Take our sweep it's, and go home. That's right. It's it's uh oh we're up fifteen. Let's go home.
1: And yeah. then lose by and, and and not in a good way. Nine. Right. Yeah. Mm. The last thing for you then is uh, my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week. And in traditional stat of the week fashion. It may or may not be about basketball this time. Is it? it Is is it?
0: Is it? Is it a stat?
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of stats in there. There's some numbers in there for sure. (laughs) Okay, Uh,
0: because one of the things sometimes the stat isn't a stat.
1: I mean, listen, it's uh, it's for the listener to decide. You know, I'm just, you know, I report and then you figure it out. I think that's the saying, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So, um, (laughs) if you guys are into science at all, Jason yeah you might be uh, I, have, I have a pun, a pinchant for the science <laughs> sure so um one of my favorite sciences uh you know no, no, nothing against uh um terrestrial biology no no uh, yeah. no harm intended here but uh there's a a nasa um mars mission that is going to land on uh, on the surface here very of, soon of the jupiter st- of uh mars oh, okay 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 um don't make me don't make me come over that <laughs> that's messed up um so in 14 days from to today the uh, release day um uh, the the, tw- the perseverance rover will be landing um and some numbers about this um it's a six-wheeled uh, rover um, it is moving uh, right now about 1.6 miles per second on its way to Mar- uh, Mars, Oof. which uh, is uh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, the descent is going to be seven minutes, um, and it's going to be, like, automated, and it's going to, like, lock in. I don't know. It looks like a bunch of cool um, c- computer systems are going to be, like, um, controlling the descent like with the... Uh, radar, and uh, there is going to be a sky crane dropping it down. Um, uh, it, it's pretty sweet. Um, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. There's uh, some, some videos of how the is going to occur. Um, one thing that's super cool is that there is going to be a helicopter. That was cool yeah, that's all lame. So, <laughs> to take it to the next level, um, there is a... Uh, a helicopter. They're going to run some test flights on. It's called Ingenuity, and it's a it's very small, um, but it it's on the underbelly of the rover. And within the, the plan is with the first 30 to 90 days, they're going to run some test flights um, from this little helicopter. And there's no science uh, 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 instruments on it. They're just trying to see how the heck this thing's going to fly because the the um, the atmosphere is like super different. Um, it's going to be super, super cold. Um, and, um, so the way that they're having like these custom carbon, well, of course it's custom, but these carbon fiber blades that are going at like 2,400 RPMs, um, just to, to, you know, get controlled flights. So, um, but if that goes well, that really bodes well for the future, for future, you know, to anywhere with, with a landable surface, um, you know, because the terrain there, you know, it's rocky and, and it's caused, you know, lots of problems for the other rovers that have been there. Um, mm. You know, so just being able to just uh, go up and over whatever you want. Is, Flying
0: uh, would be easier, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's always it's always easier. So, so isn't there something
0: like the Unless previous
2: Mars rover, like, was supposed to have a shelf life of, like, two years or three years yeah. or something like that, but it's, like, still yeah. going? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like nine so years later going. or something like that. Yeah, still yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Because they like Jason, build in the fact yeah. that it's going to, like you know, make a wrong turn and fall in a crater or something. <laughs>
0: sure. Like, yeah. And just be upside um, down and the wheels just spinning. <laughs> just a <laughs> <Yeah. turtle>. It's <laughs> like <trick>. a turtle. It's like a turtle. So, the, yeah, we're sending this one over to flip the other one back
1: over, probably. So. Um,. But what, one of the main um, goals of this mission Jason this is this is for you is hey. um, they are looking for uh, fossilized microbial life oh. uh, on, on the uh, surface so cool um, the the uh, instrumentation is going to be you know s- specifically built to uh, try and study study that so, uh, so geology and astrobiology are the, are the two uh, main missions mm-hmm mm-hmm so I always get super excited when these, uh, yeah, when sure. these end up at the the planet service so uh, from Saturn a couple of years ago that I was, you know, watching endless YouTube videos and, and uh, all over the NASA website. The NASA website's amazing. There's tons and tons of high, uh, you know, high resolution pictures. And, um, you know, you can see, uh, you know, the, the, the planned path of these things. And um, yeah, I love it. So shout that's out NASA. it's awesome. Yeah, sh- shout out to NASA. NASA.gov slash Perseverance um, for, for this specific mission. So um, it's going to be sweet. Seeing a freaking uh, Martian helicopter is going to be awesome. I'm excited about that. Mm. Yeah, that's
2: uh, the coolest drone ever, I guess. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was also the that. name of your band in high school, right? Coolest mm-hmm. drone ever? No, Martian helicopter.
2: Martian helicopter.
0: Okay. yeah. They were good. It was it was very emo, though. Mm-hmm.
2: In experimental, yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, trip-hop emo. It was. Ooh. Goodness. <laughs> Ooh.
1: I like it. All right, team. Well, we're going to get out of here. We, uh... I think we're, we're, we're feeling pretty good about the team so far. Mm-hmm. Um... It's just going to be. I'm surprised, but I enjoy watching the Pacers. I mean, (laughs) who would? That's usually (laughs) usually the case, but not always. Which uh, there was that that year
0: that you stopped watching the Pacers.
1: (laughs) It's true.
0: (laughs) So this is an improvement over that.
1: This has been. It's been. It's all been mostly positive stuff. So (laughs) Um, there's very there's there's little to nitpick right now, but uh, the season's early, so we can. We'll find, you know, we'll we'll find it, um, expose it, exploit it, let the world know where the flaws are. That's what we do, <laughs> and uh, cry about it, you know. <laughs> All right, team, we're gonna get out of here. Um, if you've got opinions and want to get in touch with us, uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables There, uh, we are on Facebook.com/slash The Our website is The Undebatable's com. There's a contact form there. You can use it to send us a message. Um, you can send us an email. Shout out at theundebatablez and appreciate uh, all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash uh, where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month um, and t-shirts.
0: I was trying to think of your uh, Jason, your your band's like uh, your big hit. It was uh, it was a uh, trip drop hero no no no
1: no you're just saying genres and then trip
0: hop ebo i don't know (laughs) there you go yeah that
2: was it
1: juke
0: jukebox hero i don't know um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you stole it off somebody that's all i know but it was it was a big hit (laughs) <laughs> um,
2: it, it had as many fans as this podcast i think so yep. that was yep.
0: yeah that's how big it was it was that big uh lighting the internet on fire before mm-hmm. the internet was a thing uh for our once and always architect donnie walsh and hall of fame coach bobby sicklinard Turn out the lights. The party's
1: over. It's kind of haunting.
2: It, that's very different than the trip hop emo that I remember <laughs> that we trip had hop pioneers. emo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: What, what what comes after that? I don't know. I can't remember.
1: From the song you're making up right now. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> ah,
1: ah, ah.
0: I think is what comes next. Oh, stars in his yeah.
1: eyes. Okay. <laughs> I'm stopping. Yeah, we should. What are you talking about? We're just getting going. Mm.